0: Welcome to the Taking It Outside podcast from Spring Hill Outfitters, the show that connects you with the outdoors, with experts on guns, archery, cooking, outdoor gear, and more. Here's your host, Trent Lassiter.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Taking It Outside, usually inside Spring Hill Outfitters, but tonight we're traveling abroad here in the great state of Kansas. (laughs) What state we were in? Kansas. That's right. We've what gone town, so many. What, t- also, what town are we in right now? Part is outside of Parsons? So this is
2: technically Columbus.
1: Columbus, Kansas. Col- Columbus,
2: Columbus, Kansas, but y- you might as well be in Oswego.
1: Oswego, Kansas. We're in Oswego, Kansas. And uh we're on season two, episode thirty four of Taking It Outside and we are out traveling abroad, of course. We were in Louisiana a few weeks ago duck hunting did one episode last week with vpc lanyards now we're back on the road again this week and out here with parnell outdoors and east coast waterfowl and complete outdoors and spring hill outfitters and everybody's here having a good time out in kansas and uh so yeah thank y'all for joining us so as always find us podcasts on all major podcast platforms wherever you listen to podcasts you can find us amazon spotify uh youtube youtube Look for taking it outside. Facebook, Instagram, you can find us there. Uh, we had a great episode last week with Wesley Vaughn, good friend of ours. Good guy, uh, mutual friend. We see some of his lanyards what? hanging out here in the background. Yeah, uh, yeah so we
0: get we get everybody a lanyard every single year. Yeah, um, it comes out here to the. Uh, Parnell Outdoors, they give everybody a lanyard so everybody knows that when they fill that lanyard up they got their six ducks and then uh, we gave a bunch to Joe and the guys and the guys yep.
2: last year. So That's right, he just
1: sent us some new ones too. Yep. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, we he did, he did the didn't. podcast, so, yeah. if you listen to last week's podcast you heard that uh, Wesley just had done some lanyards to send out here for these guys at Parnell Outdoors in Kansas and we're here uh, this week, the week after, so you see some of his lanyards back here hanging out behind us. Yep. But a uh, great episode last week with him. Before that we talked to the guys from My Grammy Mission and Gator Waiters down in Louisiana had two great episodes with those guys, and uh, taught all things duck hunting. We're in the heart of duck season in eastern North Carolina and Kansas and Louisiana, and we're happy to be here. We got a fun uh, fun week. We just have got here just a couple of hours ago. Had some good food. Yep, and, delicious uh, dinner. Just have sure. just have checked in here with these guys, and we're going to talk. I uh, probably do a couple of episodes this week. We just have got here at Claythorne Lodge. Here outside of Oswego, Kansas. And uh, I want to talk to uh, Mr. Joe a little bit more about what he does out here as well as East Coast Waterfowl. Kent, of course, you know Kent. And uh, this is Mr. Joe Parnell from Parnell Outdoors. Uh, North Carolina boy. Born in Ray – born.
0: You were born near Fayetteville, St. Paul?
1: Fayetteville. North Carolina boy. Yep. Went to school in North Carolina and ended up somehow from North Carolina all the way out here in – Kansas, and we're going to shoot lots of ducks this week. That's the plan, anyway. So, we did uh, last
0: year, we, we did last year. We wore them out last yeah, year. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep.
2: We had a good time.
1: So, uh, got a great episode, uh, planned for you guys today. We're going to talk a little bit about duck hunting and kind of Parnell outdoors and how he got where, he's at, where he is now and, and, uh, how he got from North Carolina to Kansas. Our plan of action for this week. And we're going to do a few episodes and updates throughout the week, but, uh, First of all, I guess the biggest thing is, how, how does a guy from North Carolina end up out here in the middle of the country in Kansas doing what you're doing? How did, I want to know more about, like, how did that happen? How did you go from North Carolina to where we are now? Yeah, so
2: that's actually a pretty, pretty interesting story. So, uh, me and Parker played college golf together okay. in Wilmington at Cape Fear, um, it didn't take us too long to realize, you know, the, the school scene wasn't, wasn't for us. And, you know, uh, you know, Parker was coming to the end of his golf career. But, and, you know, the the real story about the the golf deal is when we were in school, Hurricane Florence hit Wilmington. Yeah. We were out of school for about three months.
0: It was a while.
2: It, it, it was a while. And I know Cape Fear is a little bit worse than UNCW. But um, so, you know, that gap of time just – kind of set in to where we were we were like okay you know it's time to do something different and and uh, and I kind of knew I wanted to do something maybe you know be a hunting guide somewhere do something along those lines uh after school uh just to you know enjoy yourself and just kind of see see where it would go and uh, me and Parker ended up going to Canada uh one fall and 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 just had a great time and we decided we would try to do it on our own uh and so, one summer, we took a trip. Uh, I remember you at, telling me about this trip, yeah, too. It's and really You're crazy. like, well, hey, we're
0: going uh, for the next three months. Like, next month, we're just going to be traveling the country. And I was like, hey,
2: go
1: at it. Have yeah, it at
2: so it. we got in Parker's truck and, and left Wilmington and had no destination (laughs) just drove i gotta i
1: gotta i I don't interrupt this conversation but i gotta ask you know we have a lot of ducks a lot closer to wilmington than we do in kansas like there's ducks in north carolina right so hyde county uh, a lot of ducks in hyde county eastern north carolina close to wilmington in in that area you know we have a pile of birds and great waterfowl hunting so what made you want to drive here versus just driving a few hours up the road and doing this. Like, what made you want to come out here?
2: Mallards. I was like greenheads, greenheads for the matter Okay, well, yeah. that's, okay. Uh, you know that that's honestly, I, I would say, duck hunting revolves around mallard hunting, really yep. and truly. So you I felt mean, like the
1: hunting here. You want you wanted to do something, and you felt like this was the better spot to do it versus.
2: For sure, in North Kansas and and just the Central Flyway in general has been really trendy here in the last.
1: Five or ten years, yeah, you know, it's
2: been years. the it's been the uh, the new favorites. It seems like, and so um, and, and rightfully so, it's been it's been a great spot. It's been a waterfowl hotspot the last few years, and so uh, you know, and timing's everything. And we got here at the right time, and, and developed some really good relationships and and a good footprint where we're at now. Um, but yeah, but just the whole aspect of managing the properties differently here um and just having more um more opportunity out here to do more than just you know if if hunting a a funny cornfield you know what i mean right right i mean if you're in hyde county you know i've hunted hyde county plenty of times i mean it's the it's great it it's great but there is you've your options are limited to right. what you can do you know you mm-hmm. you manage your impoundments the best you can and and you do the best you can with uh with what you got and you shoot a lot of a lot of puddle ducks but mallards are usually the far and few in between in Hyde County and you know the goose hunting's pretty decent honestly in Hyde County a lot of people don't even know that but, but you can only no, kill one but it's, right. it's good if there's a lot of them out there that's for yeah. sure and, and in Kansas there's just you know it's, even down to the week, you know, it's so different as the season plays out. Um, so it just—we've seen it makes, a lot of geese driving in here. And we were coming through, and literally
0: as soon as we crossed into Kansas, it was like geese, and like at least every every two miles, three miles, it was like a field of geese. When somewhere.
1: you say geese, though, like what do you, what, what kind of like geese?
0: Lesser's, lesser's.
1: Okay,
2: They're mostly well, lesser.
1: People from eastern North Carolina, we hear geese, we think uh, Canada geese. But I know that the farther west you know you have speckled bellows and you have snow yeah. geese and other kind right. of geese. So. Which
2: we in this part of Kansas, we have it all. Everything. We've yeah, we've got speckle bellies, lessers, graders, uh, snows at times, and so uh, we're, we're very fortunate to be able to. To do a lot of different do a lot of different things and and hunt birds a lot of different ways here, and not to mention Kansas also has a seventy four day season compared to where most states have a sixty day season.
0: Now, I didn't know that it was seventy four. Seventy four uh, days. Wow. Yep.
2: Yep. So Kansas, wow. Kansas season seventy four. Is that days. geese included? Is like goose. No, season included that's just seventy four day duck ducks. season. Yep. Wow, and so actually, uh, yeah, no goose season would probably be even closer to a hundred day season. Geez, well, I had edu- know- edu- no edu- clue. Yeah. yeah, educate
1: yeah. me. I thought the the duck season was. Uh, regulated from like a federal standpoint it was all 60 days but you said kansas is 74 it is how do they get 74 days versus 60 how did that do you know how yeah, that yeah, so transpire it,
2: it's or? more of a flyway deal so like most okay. of your central uh, i know the kansas and oklahoma are, are, are pretty pretty similar when it comes to to days of hunting right um you know compared to where the mississippi flyway states are, are mostly 60 day seasons and then you've got your your, your Dakotas where their duck season's very very short. Yeah, and it's great, but it's it's very short. And so that's that had a lot to do. You know, kind of going back to the how we ended up in Kansas. You know, Kansas is a great medium for the length of the right. season and the, the amount of opportunity you have during that time. Because there's some great great spots to hunt in the Central Flyway, but but Kansas just has the the, the volume the yeah. where you can do it for an extended period of time
1: so you found you found kansas what year parnell outdoors uh what year would you say it was uh your first year of doing what you're doing out here was it been it's been the last what handful of years like four or five years
2: 2019 was when we started okay
1: so that's what three four years ago now right? Yeah,
2: this is our fourth season
1: so you 2019 you found uh you came out to kansas and you secured a lodge you bought some land uh uh, at bought
2: we didn't buy anything until
1: 2020 okay
2: um, we bought the original lodge in 2020, the one you guys yep. you, you yeah, guys stayed in time. last yep. year. Yep, yep. We bought it in 2020. Um, our first lease was in 2019. Um, but but yeah, so we we hit the ground running, and to, yeah, to I've
0: grown it a lot since twenty since 2020. Basically, if you say if your first place you bought was the first place we went to, which was the 400 Lodge, right, right, right. Like that place was like. That place is really nice. I mean yeah. it is a great lodge. And y'all have continued to expand it and expand it and y'all got a deer lodge. You got, you know, Claythorne now.
2: It's it's grown fast and it's grown quick, which is great. It has. It has. We've just tried to really work on just having something for everybody yep. and so even down to lodging situations you know some people want the big scene they want to come to Claythorne and you know b- bring a big group yep. and have a good time and you know that's great and then we've got some of our guys that want to be in a you know, smaller scale and want to stay to themselves and we, we can provide that too so more about just us having a you know variety of things to to appease way to everybody. accommodate to every customer yeah, absolutely. You know, every customer is
0: different yeah well, they want some people may want this type of style where we can have a podcast or we can right. have you know you know
2: yeah, everybody's idea of you know their ideal duck trip yeah. is different and so uh in order to you know try to make everybody happy uh, it's good to have different situations and scenarios 100%. you can put them in, and so we've had we've had really good luck and uh, Claythorne so far this season has been a good uh, good weapon in the on our oh yeah so. we but, had we had a heck of a time shooting Clay's today it was awesome yeah yeah a lot of people enjoy doing that after the hunt or. Even before the hunt I mean some you Get groups, warmed up yes, you know, you get, some, some groups I think it Some groups I think it should be mandatory
1: Yeah, <laughs> warm, right? but, uh, yeah.
2: 12 rounds Of clay shooting So you can actually Shoot yeah. so,
1: so you've been here Doing this now For uh, let's see 3, 4, 5 years now And so Obviously This is not a This is not a uh, uh, This whole episode Is not about a commercial from Parnell Outdoors But we love uh, Working <laughs> with our friends here And our relationships we formed here Through North Carolina Now out in Kansas But uh, you guys stay pretty booked up out here. So let's say Joe Blow's sitting in North Carolina right now listening to this podcast, and he's like, man, I would love to go hang out with these guys and hunt in Kansas. Like, you stay – how? You, so the, the season 74 days, uh, you said, right, 74. That's right, yeah. Y'all stay pretty booked up, like, We do. It's uh,
2: it's getting harder and harder to get in with us now um, because of the, the way we do things. So it's like, you know, Kent, you guys have had a group. Same yeah. same time every same year. Every year, right. For the past and, four years, and, and no one can take that from yeah. you unless yeah. right. you say I'm not coming. Yeah. Right. And so the way we do that is we give all our return uh, hunters the month of February to say, "Hey, we're coming the same dates. We're going to switch it up, um, and, and so they can make adjustments. And then March first, we whatever whatever's left is free game. Um, to everybody else who wants to wants to come, yeah, I
0: know for the last year y'all have had like a wait list too, where people have just been trying to get in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, been, and, and, and everybody in the world wants to come here, and y'all have had a lot of customers. Yeah, you,
2: know, you gotta wait till make sure everybody's gonna rebook. You know, yeah. right? Absolutely. And you know, it's like it's funny because you know everybody. I, I get one or two calls a day about you got anything available in January. You got anything available in January? And, and, Bro, you know, it's like middle uh, of January. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, it, it's kind of funny because you know, this year we had such a great early season. Mm-hmm. Y'all banged them and, out. And there are so many people who are like, oh, we'll wait till we can come in January instead of November. Um, because last November was a little rocky um, for, for everybody in this area. And this year it was just polar opposite. Um, and so that. I remember, yeah. I remember seeing Snapchats in November. I'm like, dang, these boys are doing good for November and
0: December. Y'all yeah, are it getting was, on them. I
2: mean, yeah, the conditions we hunted in around Christmas, right before Christmas. It was were, cold. Yeah, Very I mean, cold. It was cold at home. It was ne- mean, yeah, negative nine degrees here we were hunting, and it was, you know. Christmas it was cold. It, it was snow.
0: It's, it was honestly colder in December than it has been in January. At home, oh, at least, here it has, too. Yeah, I mean, at it home, it was, it's, it's been – it was. it hasn't maybe motivated to even hunt because it's been so warm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, like in December, right around Christmas time, it was just – everything was froze. It was cold. It was yeah. ducky and –
1: our stuff God. froze over in Hyde County. The only day it's been frozen over the whole season was December 26th, the day wow. after Christmas. Yeah. Other than that, it's been thawed out the whole time. And uh, that actually was uh, 33 degrees right now. So it's still – it's been warm. I know North Carolina, the next 10 days, you know, obviously we're in the last week of season. And – uh Weather's not been ideal the last week or so around home but out here still this will it's be cool hopefully the next week or so for our hunt and then the rest of the season so yeah. uh, hopefully y'all can
0: bang him out the rest of the season though. yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be yeah. While we're
1: here too and oh yeah for sure season, yeah.
0: I, I know Nick and all them boys are coming down um, he was messaging me on Snapchat uh, on the way down here and I think he's coming
2: what, Thursday and they're going yeah, on so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday so we've got you guys which are a four day trip and then we've got one more three day trip and then that's it for duck season. And so um yeah, it's been it's been a good year. It's been a really really odd year for us and and for anyone who's hunted out this way knows that. And it's just it's been it's been good, but it's been weird. Well, <laughs> it's been really we're weird.
1: Uh, I mean, we'll talk more about the conditions for this week and kind of a forecast for the plan coming up in the next couple of days, but uh, I will say I, I mentioned this I should have mentioned this earlier when we first started, but this setup is so awesome. We've had uh, is so cool. Chad is uh He's not here. Chad in, Chad's not in here. Uh Chad is here. Uh you've seen him in the past episodes. Went to Argentina. Uh we had a really cool setup in the wine cellar down there. And we had a setup in Louisiana a couple of weeks ago with the guys from Migra and Gator, a really cool setup. But this is a really cool setup that we have here. And this I like is it. uh what is called Claythorn Lodge. And That's right. y'all uh, you just uh commandeered, took over, purchased uh got involved with this place the last twelve months, right
2: yeah, so uh late summer. Uh, Late we, summer we this past yep. year,
1: so this is uh, one of the places. If you come to Parnell Outdoors and and do a duck hunt this time of year, you can stay here. Yep, yep, yep. it's an option. Okay, so,
2: and and I feel like eventually we'll lean more towards to where I would say majority of our hunters will stay here. It's really nice, um, honestly. Yeah. Everything's
0: right here. You can shoot, you can eat dinner, you can have a place to hang out, you can do stuff like this. There's plenty of space in here.
2: Right, it is right. really nice. Yeah, it uh, it makes for a really enjoyable trip for for folks who come out this way and just have. The opportunity to do more than just duck hunt and take naps and hang out, you yeah
0: know, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah,
2: and so it, it's neat, which that is fun uh, don 't get me wrong
0: oh yeah, yeah, that is great uh, it's yeah. nice
2: to be able to rock, yeah for sure, yeah, napping's my favorite game these yeah, days for
1: sure <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you need it at this point,, Jeez. so we were here last year, uh we talked about the on the on the last season of the podcast about our hunt out here in Kansas with the guys with these coast waterfowl and Parnell, and had a great hunt, killed a lot of ducks and uh it's, I think we talked about it last, the last episode about this trip, but uh, about how much work goes in the guys. You've got a great bunch of guys, yourself and, and your staff and your guys that help here on how important it is to go out and scout and, uh, you know, the guides don't just wake up in the morning and take you to the blind and call some ducks and go back. You know, it's, it's a lot of work that goes in that you guys put a lot of work in out here. I saw that last year firsthand. You know, these guys were out in the afternoon scouting for the next morning. They were out putting out decoys and ice eaters. And,
0: they were out there and, uh, all night long putting out ice eaters last year. Yeah, so, like 2 in the morning. And gonna, know J.D. was out there breaking ice and no, putting yeah. out ice eaters. And, and we're going to talk more. we just working their butt off.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk more to some of these guides as we go on throughout This week on some couple episodes of the podcast, but just a, a little bit of insight, if you don't mind. You know, how much work, you know, so like we're all here and we eat supper. And we wake up, and we go out to the panel blind or the, the wherever it may be, the blind where we're hunting, and we shoot ducks, and we come back home, and everybody's happy. But, like, how much work is behind the scenes that your guys do that uh, the average person doesn't know about or doesn't see? It doesn't happen just by itself, right? So how much work goes in behind the scenes that the average person that may not know kind of what all happens?
2: It, it, it's pretty crazy, honestly, what all – I mean, just how hard we, we go. Because, you know, everybody's like – oh. We come in the lodge, we get a game plan together. And everybody's like, okay. It's time to go to bed. Well, for us, it's time to yeah, put that to motion. <laughs> so you know, blinds don't say br- brushed in the whole season. So <laughs> no. we're constantly cutting grass, putting you know, regrassing a frames, rebrushing blinds. Kansas, when we get that hard wind, and there it goes. goes there, there, there it goes the yeah, blind, there it goes, and, and so um, you know oftentimes a lot of people's number one mistake is their hides and we try to always make sure things are freshly brushed in and, and look good and uh, so between that and scouting and keeping tabs on all our leases and then uh, that's a wonderful thing about Kansas compared to a lot of other uh, situations that other outfitters are in is they've got what they got and if the birds are there they're there and if they're not they're not and in kansas most times they're somewhere you just got to go find them yeah and so uh, that's always good for us if let's just say our leases don't look good and we're not holding a lot of birds well there's a cattle pond out there holding birds there's a little draw in a field holding birds there's there's something to go out there and find to uh to 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 make a good hunt y'all kill them in creeks the size of yeah say three people holding their arms out together y'all have killed them in creeps like we've we've killed them in some weird spots and this year we've especially killed them in some weird spots um because there's just no water and really not a lot of food you know in the water as far as you know for like moist soil this year uh didn't do like it normally does yeah um we just had no rain like no rain, so that's what me—that's what me and Josh were talking about on the way down here. It was like he was like, man, all these
0: these small little ponds are almost empty. I'm like, Dude, oh, I'm right telling you, right it's over. like literally we were on the we were driving down uh, whatever the highway is on the way here. And there was this little pond. I mean, it, won't, it was half the size of this room. And there was probably 30 mallards on it. Mm-hmm. And like, they, it was like some geese out in the field, 30 mallards in the pond. And he's like, man, what makes him think that? I was like, dude, that's probably the only water they got in this little area.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, it's we've been nice. driving for
0: 10 minutes and ain't seen the
2: first pond with a bunch of water in it. Yeah, yeah. it. And this was the record drought for the state of Kansas. Oh, was it really? It was. It was. It was, yes. Yeah. So the millet we planted – Watch, <laughs> you know are the wetlands that look the best are the ones that we did absolutely nothing to
1: golly well I, I, back to our trip to Argentina those guys that the guides every day they would go around look for the doves and, and they would find doves and they didn't own any land so they would like find where the birds were and uh, find the landowner talk to the landowner get permission to hunt pay him a little bit of money for a week lease or whatever and they would hunt the birds there for a week and then the birds would move and they would go on somewhere else so let's say how many i mean how many spots would you say that you have uh that you could hunt i say spots like different pieces of property whether it be ponds or or, uh pieces of land that you have in this area i know you have a bunch of leases and different things y'all have worked out how many different options do you have tomorrow That you can hunt.
2: Yeah. uh, So this year, I'll I'll go ahead and tell you, I bet you out of everything we lease, 20% of it, maybe, maybe 20% has huntable water.
1: So you have, let's say you have 100 fields or 100 places leased, only 20 of them you can hunt because of the water. That's you right. still have paid money. That's right, and the twenty
2: percent that we can hunt is because we put the water there. <laughs> you,
1: you made the water. Yeah. So, um, Did you say
0: Green
2: Gate where we have
0: banged them out? Yeah, the last the past couple of years. Yeah, We right. right. will not be hunting. <laughs> I'm not. Don't mean to hurt your feelings. We yeah, I, will not no be water hunting. water. I, I talked to Parker last week and I was like, "Hey, man, how's Green Gate looking?" He's like, uh, oh, you can't even take a bath in Green Gate because there's uh, not uh, that uh, much water in no, there." No, wow. no. He's like, "You can
2: walk across it in knee boots." I'm like, "No." And and you know, I know everybody thinks we. have been saving it for east yeah, coast waterfowl yeah. but i hate to tell you the save, yeah, there ain't nothing to save out there but uh but next spring's rain <laughs> hopefully um but uh, yeah i gonna play a tarp down next year <laughs> it, yeah i tell you what um it, it's been frustrating it really has uh, because we've got so so many uh really good places and good farms that we've worked so hard on and just just needed the needed the rain to pull through and it, and it didn't and so but we've got moisture in the ground now uh it's just it's going like it's going to take a lot of catching up for kansas yeah. to get back where it's at and really and and kansas is is not the only place that's like that i mean we went to canada this year and and it was dry was it, it, scary dry scary uh. is scary dry really wow i get a scary dry and um which it may i mean we had a great year in saskatchewan hunting but uh man the water availability for these birds this year is just slim to none hopefully it gets better because i know
0: i know up north in like canada and stuff they they need that water to nest and all that sort of stuff right
2: and so hopefully if they ain't got water up there that could really put a hurting on our ducks for but at the year. same time a drought's a part of a cycle yeah. It's part of a cycle, so it's coming at some point.
1: So weather obviously plays a big part of uh, you know. So we we talk a lot about hunting in Hyde county and places back in uh, eastern North Carolina, but out here weather plays a big part besides the drought day-to-day weather so the forecast for tomorrow versus uh today's tuesday wednesday thursday the forecast and every day as you're planning when you have uh, folks that come in and hunt you know so at nighttime you're looking at the weather forecast for tomorrow uh wind and rain and cloud cover and that plays a big part in where you go and we even talked about earlier about our plan of action maybe for tomorrow uh because it's not going to be necessarily ideal maybe tomorrow morning for a lot of the spots about maybe it's gonna be more of an afternoon type situation than a morning hunt. So how, how big of a part does does weather play in your day to day activity when you have folks that come? How how big is uh how big of a part does weather play in that plan of action? Weather's yes. pretty
2: much the deciding factor, it ain't is, it? Weather is everything. Yeah. It is it is everything. And it's a gamble, you know, because we hold birds. Kansas is a whole Very seldom do we just—is it just a ghost town around here? We just have to have the conditions to kill them. Yeah, and so, um, and to use tomorrow morning as an example: no wind, cloudy, not what you want for Kansas, (laughs) right? And so when it gets cold, like. When it gets lower twenties and even into the teens, nine times out of ten, these birds are going to feed in the warmest part of the day. Yeah. You know, we, you know, us being from North Carolina, all we have in our brains is wood duck cutting at six, cold. six fifteen. <laughs> right. They'd be done by seven. And, and, you know, all we're thinking is, we, you know, we want it to be cold, want it to be cold, want it to be cold. And sometimes here, the, you know, it's not yeah. the it's not the ideal situation. No yeah. way. If the warmest part of the day is noon, I've seen birds feed at noon. We've actually got a spot that I mean. We can tell you 100% the best time to be sitting in this spot is between like 9 and 1 o'clock in the middle of the day. It's just, it's, it's, it's wild. It's when they want to hit it. Yeah. And so they get they get warmed up and they're, they're ready to feed. That's right. Um, but, but tomorrow is definitely going to be a, be an afternoon deal, I would say.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we talked about our place in Hyde County. You know, Dad. This past week, he went out one day. A lot of people now are starting to sleep in a couple of hours and start hunting like at nine a.m. or ten a.m. And there's always some 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 new uh, methods out there on that about the best way to hunt. As far as uh, you know, everybody thinks you have to be there at sunrise and shoot them right to start with. Yeah. But
0: things change. Uh, you got to think about like you walk in there to the, the impoundment you, the birds have been feeding all night you push yeah. them out they're going to trickle back Stare at some at, point yeah, that's right so it, it may be it maybe 9 o'clock could be lunchtime could be 2 o'clock you know yeah. you never know they're going to trickle back yeah. in
1: there. So involved
0: uh, with what the ducks are doing
1: yeah we're going to shoot ducks this week and we're going to have uh, a lot of pictures and videos and stories for all you folks out there listening and can't wait to share it with y'all. And I, I know you've done a lot of duck hunting. Obviously every day, pretty much your life is revolving around shooting a duck 12 months out of the year. If you're not duck hunting, you're working on getting ready to go <laughs> duck hunting the next that's season. Right, so, that's right. uh, I, I, you have obviously a pile of stories. I want to, I want to know, like, uh, tell us or tell these folks a couple of, uh, like some of your best, memorable hunts that stand out mm. uh, in Kansas. like Tell us a couple of stories of, of some times that you've had to kind of stand out on being just like an awesome, awesome hunt. I know you've got plenty of stories. Yeah, day, that, so. that that is a tough – I know it's tough, but
2: – That's tough. That's, See, I can come up with four or five. Yeah, <laughs> I bet, I bet. Um, just some our trips. Yeah. The first time hunting Green Gate is – just in my mind, God. still to this day. Just, it because, it, just it. because it, just because it meant so much more to us then, and not saying it doesn't now, but just I, I remember being being there that morning and and just couldn't believe this is this is our spot. Yeah, we leased it, you know, and, and, and you know, and we've killed. I would almost say we've killed close to getting close to a thousand birds out of that place, and. It's just it's nuts what that what that place has done for us is a whole. But that first time we hunted, hunted it, we killed an eight man, and uh, Parker's dad was here for that too, and 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 had a had a group from North Carolina with us, and and that hunt always sticks out to me. But there's been some really really well, good ones. So why, there.
1: While you're on that story, two things: one, uh, Green Gate is uh, is a, a pond that's behind a Green Gate. That's that's where the name it, came from. So true. if you're wondering what Green Gate, if you're what Green Gate means, it's literally it's what it just, says. it's says. But Greengate. there's a lot of Green Gates <laughs> in Kansas. So uh, yeah. don't think uh, yeah. you found the looked Green Gate word Greengate
0: in Kansas. You can't look for it. You We have a special it.
1: Green Gate here. But no but number two, we hadn't really talked about this a whole lot. So folks that are listening, most of our crowds from eastern North Carolina, we have listeners all across the United States and several countries and the are you know, whatever. But uh um, so we're used at home to hunting flooded impoundments and beaver ponds and things like that. But out here, the majority of the hunting at, uh, Parnell outdoors and a lot of the hunts such as green gate is literally A uh, a cow pond. Literally yeah. a cow. So cow. it's like, so we're in the field, and last year we never got wet. So we hunted, uh, you know, we were hunting the blinds on the edge of a cow pond, and I was out here, and Kent taught me to come, and I was like, this, this freaking sucks. He said, like, I'm not going to go
0: two days. I, I think I'll fly back. And I'm out here, and there's The no, second day, he was like, I don't know if I really
1: want to go home. I was like, there's no way we're going to kill ducks in this freaking cow pasture. There's cows walking around. This is sucks, <laughs> and I don't even know. this is What kind of mess is he running out here? And all of a sudden, the sun comes up, and we're in the middle of a cow pasture. Literally cows, like, standing. Yep, like on the back. Like don't don't shoot straight. You'll shoot the cows. Okay, so the cows are <laughs> like here, and no lie, cow pasture. And all of a sudden, when the sun comes up, just enough where you can see, these ducks are like on a string, and they're just filing into this cow pond. And I was like, oh my god. He wasn't lying. Actually, of there's 100. ducks out here, like, right? Flocks of a hundred. So Green Gate yeah, was, was the wild. same way. The first—that's the first place we hunted last year when I came, and uh, we had a, I had a nice blind set up, and we were all in a blind eating deer jerky and drinking High County coffee and eating Sour Patch children. Yep. And uh, we were in this blind, and all of a sudden the sun comes, and the freaking ducks are coming in like on a string. It's the craziest thing for folks back at home to never have hunted out here. How they would do that, but literally it's a cow pond, two acres. Yep. The, the Green Gate pond uh, is—it's yeah. less. No, it, it's a it's small. It's
0: two acres. Oh yeah, it, I don't even think it's an acre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's like a, it's like a pond at home where you go up to and you're like, I could kill them are here. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But and no, they're they, freaking mallards. But here you got 400 like mallards, 500 mallards, just falling thing. into The Green Gate's really shallow too. It helps
2: yeah. helps a lot. Yeah. Um, the craziest yeah, thing. And, and and this year it, there are it's changed a lot because we've gotten so much more no we're we've got plenty of cattle ponds to hunt but this year man we've we've been really dependent on a lot of our wetlands um, and and this year's been a dry field year we we have hunted more dry fields this year than i would almost say every year we've hunted combined but uh, seriously we, we have hunted dry fields this year like
0: i know i see i seen the videos when nick came out here and y'all y'all were killing those widgeon and killing those mallards yeah. in that dry field i was like wow that is that is a
2: dream yeah we uh man there was we we yep. had one spot we hunted quite frequently there for about a week and you just you couldn't beat them out of there but it's um,
0: wanted in there bad
2: you couldn't beat him out. Of I, mean, a, I, know, I mean
0: I know I know the uh, Nick sent me a picture there's like a pile picture and he looked up and he like put the camera up there on Snapchat and it was just like maller just like they were, he was literally standing up and there was other people standing around and they were just
2: coming in there on a string and I'm like oh my yeah gosh. so going going back to the uh to the, the best memory. Yeah, 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 huh? yeah, okay, here's no, yeah, the one yeah, from okay, this year. Here's the one from this year. The day it was neg- negative 9 degrees that we hunted and we hunted one of our leases cut cornfield. We shot a 10 man limit of mallards. Good god. And there was that's 50 mallards. Yes, 50 mallards. Yep. And so uh we did that and and we actually killed 60 or uh 50 um it was fifty and some change because we had a few bonus birds and they yeah. had some widgeon, um, but uh, we killed every single one of those ducks and I'm not sure that anybody closed their layout blind like the doors on their layout blind. <laughs> it was, it, it, I mean, and it snowed. It was that good. You could hardly see your hand in front of your face because the snow was snowing, oh my like gosh. actively snowing. And these ducks, it was eat or die. And I mean, we were laying there. And we had to hunt layout blinds, and I'll give it to the guys that we took that morning because they were tough as nails. Um, And actually, Mike Silverman that's here now was one of them. He was on that hunt. Yeah, he's back again for the second time for the season. Um, But, man, we laid out there for a couple hours, and I don't know if anybody shut their layout blinds. The ducks just didn't care. They knew we were there, but they were They had to be there to eat. Yep, they had to be there to eat, and it was absolutely crazy. That's wild. it, It was It was nuts. Um, But it was cold, good gracious, it was cold.
0: Hopefully we have one another one of those days. It looked like it was going to snow there for a little while on Tuesday and Wednesday, or Wednesday and Thursday.
1: I can't remember which
0: day it was, but
1: Tuesday night. I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. It looked like it was going to snow, but you, you never know. That one morning we had here, uh, our first it was our first year here with Hunter Waddell and all of them were here. Yeah. And Parker stayed up all night and like built cut out that edge of that mountain for our layout bl- of our, uh, our A-frame and uh, he built had the a fire. Built <laughs> the fire. And I got there. I just yeah. remember seeing Parker like sitting by this firing a chair and he was just like <laughs> shivering and he was like but that Warren, look, look we we got there we got set up we got put we got, we were in the blind and we were just hammering the ducks and they were literally coming on the string they literally would come by in front of us to, uh come back uh from to our left to our right and just hit the wind and they would just land like coming right perfectly into our decoys and uh man we were killing the crap out of ducks and i just remember like man, where's parker like, where did Parker go? And I don't know where he went to, but I think he was getting a good night's rest wherever he was at. <laughs> yeah, no He, doubt. he was uh, – he he had to be tired. He stood up all night long digging out that frozen mountainside. Yeah, and uh, that goes so back
2: he, to the work that people don't yeah. know. Yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, well, that's why talking, I was talking about earlier. I mean, it's crazy how much the, work they put yeah, into this. so you've – we gave it everything we have for them 74 days and yep. you know that's what it that's what it takes i mean you've got to do what you got to do to to put yourself in the best position you can and to put your hunters in the best position for the best hunt
1: well it's not just uh, the 74 days i know our place in high county you know well, me and my dad talk a lot and and people think uh, that come to a hunt like this, all these guys that come down here and hunt, I think they just show up and like everything that happens just happens. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You for literally, reason. you work 12 yeah. months out of the year. And I know yeah. our place in Hyde County, you work, it's literally, it's a, it's, a year, it's a year round job. For sure. And you you guys are working in the spring and, and pumping water and, and the summer and planting. Building
2: impoundments, and, uh, planting stuff. I mean, yeah, getting so for it's sure. Year it's, round definitely, it's definitely the hunting season part of it's a different hustle though. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, you know at least it's the preparation it, it, the, the the preparation in the off season though you at least have rest
1: yeah. Yeah. you can re, you know
2: you go home you sit there and you know you can at least sleep till late in the morning before you go and, and not, during, anything. Duck season. not during, during duck season i mean maybe tomorrow morning it, it's not, not you usually. know it, it is a hundred mile an hour everywhere you go and you know there's a it's always something. Oh yeah, it's there's always thought, something
0: breaking. There's always it's something It's always something.
2: So you know that keeps you on your toes. And Lord knows we're good at breaking stuff. Um, <laughs> so and now that I'm here, we knock on some woods. So we we have we, set the we've set the world record for flat tires this season, in case you guys were wondering. Well, we found three screws in the parking lot. So well, they'll be in my tires later. I'm let, sure. Let just tell I'm you, sure. Cause I'm, I don't know that we own anything that has not had at least two flat tires this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i want to commend. i mean like i said i'm used to at home you know we talk about green wing hunt camp a lot and and uh, of course a lot of our time at home we go to our place in hyde county and and this is kind of honestly out of the year my one hunt where i go somewhere else that's not our place where we have to worry about the players that won't crank and having to try to figure out flat tires on the players uh flat tires on the players and cooking sausages in the morning and things yeah. that we do at green wing hunt camp this is honestly my one trip out of the year where i can go somewhere else and and uh, we're not hosting but I I want to commend obviously you and and the staff you got a lot of guys here and and, uh, guys and gals that do a lot of stuff behind the scenes and and, uh, the average person doesn't understand how much work it really takes to, to put this this stuff on and make this thing happen. And uh had a great time last year. This is our first day here this year. We've already had a great dinner and uh watched a football game. I think the Cowboys uh lost. Did they lose uh they lost so uh we're happy about that. Uh but uh no we've had a great time. This is this is day one night one, but it takes a lot of a lot of work to make this stuff happen. So I want to commend you of course and your staff and all the guys and gals that make this thing happen because uh you know it's a great place to come and uh kill birds but i just want folks to understand it doesn't happen uh you know overnight and it doesn't happen you just don't you we, the, the average person shows up and they go hunting and they go back and go to sleep and eat and drink and you know everything's great but it's a lot of work goes in to make that it's that a lot happen. of work yeah.
0: i mean a lot of people don't understand how yeah, much work don't. it actually is yeah it's, it's wild i mean these guys really bust their butts All freaking season for each individual customer. Like, it's not, it's not just us. It's not just, you know, somebody else they know. It's every single customer. They're out there trying their hardest to get them on birds. It isn't like, it is, you know, it isn't like you know. Hey, we have these people we like, and we're just going to let these people hunt, you yeah. know, a pond or something. You know, it's we're going to find a bird like today. And I know from other groups I've talked to who've hunted uh, with them throughout the years, it's like they literally work their butt off just for us to kill birds. We kill birds. We had an awesome time. We're definitely coming back. You yep. know what I mean?
2: And that's what I tell everybody. I say the day there's someone in the lodge that wants to kill them worse than I do, I'll quit. Yep. So and, yep. and we and we. Appreciate it, and, and we're excited for you guys to be here. It's going to be a fun four days. Um, Wednesday and Thursday look really good, so um, we've we've got some wintry weather coming so um we I'm call it ducky weather that. yeah ducky, so ducky no weather, ducky weather. Ducky weather, here. Coming. Ducky weather. Ducky so we got some coming. ducky weather coming um and so we're, we're excited for it i'm pumped up
1: well parnell outdoors uh folks that are listening and I I, I, I I some more folks around home came out here a few weeks ago some north carolina guys that came i think to hunt. uh who it was Now so on social anyway if somebody's listening to the podcast that wants to learn more about booking a potential hunt how should they do that? Parnell Outdoors. I know you have Facebook, Instagram, yep, so website. We're,
2: yeah, we're on all social media platforms. Um, our website's parnelloutdoors.com. Okay. But the best way um, is is March first is getting in touch with uh, get in touch with me. And getting on the books to, to what we have available and even getting your foot in the door, even if you don't get necessarily get the dates you really were hoping for, first, you know, that's getting your foot in the door, because then you're in the cycle that you know can get first dibs you on the You can dates. move your dates up and so what's yep. the
0: best when you say get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with the you? The
2: best way to get in touch with me is, is definitely texting or call calling me at nine one zero five two seven zero nine zero six.
1: And and a four man how, what's the how does it work? Four man hunts a minimum or a two man, three man, four man, eight man how does it how does that work so our minimum
2: now is six
1: six okay six and that minimum and that is, is too
2: you have to have six and that is so you can hunt your own blind okay so if you have six you can hunt your own group and you don't have to worry about mixing them with, okay. with any other groups no
1: awesome well we're here uh we're here in the next uh four days and we're gonna we're gonna shoot some birds hopefully tomorrow and and uh do the weather podcasts, looks the we'll weather looks podcast. better as the week goes on we're gonna do some more podcasts a lot of pictures on social media and video on social media and it's gonna be a great time and we're excited to be here in uh out here in Kansas with Parnell Outdoors East Coast Waterfowl complete outdoors the whole crowd's here we're gonna have a good time and uh, this is just night one of a hopefully a good trip. So we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're excited to be here. I we're gonna make the best
0: of it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to absolutely talk some duck. We love talking duck here at Hill Outfitters and taking The listeners it love it too. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, being here. I didn't thank Joe earlier, our Joe, so there's two Joes. We have this Joe and we have our Joe at Spring Hill Outfitters, uh, Joe Gilly Productions, for all the work that he does behind the scenes. Uh, We do all the recording and we send everything to Joe Gilly and he makes it all sound as good as he can. So we thank Joe for what he does at Joe Gilly Productions for his hard work. And I mentioned earlier, find us podcast on all major podcast platforms. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us, YouTube, taking it outside, Facebook, Instagram, search for uh, Spring Hill Outfitters. We're going to have lots of good uh, pictures and videos coming from this hunt. We're excited to be out here in Kansas, and we're going to be doing a couple of episodes the next couple of days and some updates and content and all kinds of fun stuff. We're excited to be here.
0: Y'all stay tuned for sure. It's going to be YouTube videos,
1: yeah. East Instagram Coast waterfowl. Posts,
0: whatever, everything you can imagine. We're going to have
1: it. Yeah, follow East Coast Waterfowl. Follow Parnell Outdoors. Follow... Complete outdoors. And, of course, Spring bring Hill Outfitters in. on social media. And we'll try to bring all the updates we can to you guys. So, uh, looking forward to it. Excited to be here in Kansas. Excited to be out of North Carolina for a couple of days. We had a busy couple of weeks. Of course, Shot Show was this, uh, this past week. Got through with Shot Show. Had a great time out there and uh excited to be out here now to kill ducks for a couple of days and wind down the duck season and we'll get back home and shoot some more ducks in eastern north carolina this weekend but for now we're out here and we're gonna have a good time so uh thank y'all thank y'all for uh taking time out to uh to join us thank y'all for listening and until we see y'all again don't forget to take it outside